Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second mini-episode of The Invincible Principle, focusing on our favorite power-armored motherfucker, <laughs> Tech Jacket. It's not was, that good. It's not that good. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Tech Jacket, honestly, like because I, I thought he was kind of cool. And when I well, Only because he's Giver. Yeah, okay, 100%, here's the thing, it's Giver. Like, if anyone out there knows about the manga called Bio Booster Armor Guyver, which I discovered when I was at the pleasant age of, like, fucking five years old. So, for me, it was, like, rated R Power Rangers. Go and see Guyver 2 Dark Hero. It stars David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is basically Guyver. And it even starts the same way. He fights, yeah. like, he gets the armor by a lakeshore. I'm like, this is exactly Guyver. Yeah. And I was okay with that when I read it the first time around. I was like, cool. Yeah. Um, the thing that we're talking about is the first volume of Tech Jacket. There yep. are two. Uh, the one we're going to talk about, obviously, first is uh, the first volume of Tech Jacket, which is written by Robert Kirkman. Yes. And drawn by E.J. Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I really kind of dig about the first, um, this volume, is that the art is, like, so, like, 1980s anime. Yeah. Um, that is actually kind of enjoyable. Like, the main character, I forget his name, but the guy who gets the Tech Zach. Jacket. Yeah, something is it like Zach? that. I forget. Too. I don't. I call it, him Tech Jacket. Forget one yeah, Tech Jacket. He's known everywhere else as Tech Tech Jacket. They yeah. call him that. I don't. Is Jason? Yeah. I don't know. I know him. Um, I know him the same way that other heroes in Invincible Universe would know him. They're just like that's Tech Jacket. Yeah, exactly. That's Super Patriot. That guy's Brit. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like, he he's very adorable. Yeah. He's. I think he's drawn. Younger than he actually is. Yeah, I think he's, he's supposed like, to be like fifteen. Or he's supposed 16. to be like fifteen or so. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a little fucking kid. Yeah, he, he's younger than Mark for sure. Yeah, I remember when I used to think that like fifteen was kind of like when I was young. I was like fifteen or sixteen. Well, they're like old now. Yeah. Now fifteen and sixteen to me is like you were a you were a baby. Like you like just discovered how to talk. Yeah, you know, like oh my god. And so to think that like a character would have power armor and have to fight like thugs or intergalactic monster shit or whatever the fuck, it's kind of daunting. Yeah, better achieved in Guyver. <laughs> <laughs> Much better achieved in Bible Stormer Guyver. Um, but really, I found, as soon as like as soon as I saw the art, I was like, "Oh, okay. I wonder if it's gonna go this way." And then it went exactly that way. Um, it's yeah. super. It's super predictable. It's super kid finds or like hapless hapless person finds alien technology slash magic slash item. It's Mega Man um, <laughs> and has to save. A kingdom or a galaxy or planet. Yeah, because this and then is goes what, and does it. Right, because this <laughs> is what explains the Galdarians or the, whatever they call it. Yeah, which is like they're Which like, is the race that created the tech jacket. Yeah, who show up in Invincible and when we're dealing with anything intergalactic, a lot of times these guys get mentioned. They yeah, participate for sure. in a lot of major events. They're a race, and Tech Jacket is technically there to represent them. They're on the council. Yeah, um, they're on the council in Invincible, the council plant or the Galactic Council, whatever. It's, yeah, I forget yeah. what it's called exactly. But he's not a Galdarian. He's just like a regular Earth kid. He's who a regular dude. Bonds with the armor with the tech jacket, which when it's not in a full armor, it's like a super dope coat. Yeah, um, he's got the tech jacket <laughs> is like, to give you guys a quick origin, the tech jacket is a piece of armor, um, everybody on the planet, Galdaria or whatever, they all have one. Um, they all have one. Um, it's because they got so advanced that they had machines and everything doing everything for them, that they became weaker, so they built these to like protect themselves. Yeah, they're like petite um, people, kind of. Like, yeah. They're like all a bunch of little Tom Cruises. Yeah, they're all little, they're all, <laughs> they're all little bald green Tom Cruises. Yeah, um, I was like, all right, let's go. Tech jacket up. And, uh, jacket up. Yeah. Tech jacket you. Basically gets like, it's against their, it's against their laws to like, 
transfer a tech jacket to a species that wouldn't technologically be able to use it. Yeah. But humans, you find out, they find out are, they just, like, they were visited once and they were considered too volatile or something, so they just left. Yeah. Um... So, like, it's not really a species thing, it's more like an intellect thing. Like, if you're smart enough to be able to use it, then you, then they can give it to you. But, yeah. Um, but it's, it's just the thing. Like, he found his Green Lantern ring and went off into space. Like, yeah. <laughs> the scarab showed up and attached it. Like, it's, yeah, it's something with, that happens so often. Like, Zordon gave them Zords. Yeah. Like, with Guyver, it's Shofukamachi ends up going for a walk with his friend Tetsuro by the lake near their town. And uh, there's also a Giver unit that explodes from a truck, which is a little weird alien unit thing, and then it reacts to show and pops onto his head and, and fuses with his body and then stores itself interdimensionally inside these little portals in the back of his neck. It's yeah. fucking weird, but it's cool, and it's all body horror and gory, and there's lots of blood and gore, but Tech Jacket's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tech Jacket is definitely, like, even for Kirkman stuff, it's very PG, it's very tame. Yeah. This volume is very, it's very like, chill. Uh, yeah, nobody's nobody's getting this memory here. Yeah, nobody's getting um, a proposition to go fuck every two minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know? the um, the thing like he goes off into space with these with this alien race when they find out he has it. Yeah, and he goes to help them feed, defeat the crash. Yeah, the crash. Which I'm like, are these guys are these robots? Are these what? Because like they they're just getting fucking wrecked, right? Yeah. And I'm like, where's the they're blood? Like, like are these not people? <laughs> you don't find out until like the end of the book that they're like mist people. Yeah. That are like in this armor, so like they're basically just cracking the armor and releasing their energy. Okay. Did you guys know the Foot Clan are actually just robots? So that when the <laughs> turtles cut them up and murder them, they're destroying technology, not people. Bullshit. Yeah. But he goes predictably, he flies off, he saves the saves yeah. the planet of Galadar yeah. and spin on this, really. ends up fucking the ends up trying to fuck the princess. Yeah. But the, that's the their junk is, doesn't match. That's the only thing that's a little bit like, oh, this is kind of original. Like everything else here is just like get suit of armor, goes to help fight with princess, you know, fights evil empire, slays dragon, that kind of motif. It's very like there's no surprise here. It's kind of like Kirkman got licensed to write an anime or a manga and he and he just decided to do all those Check off all the boxes for like baby's first fucking power armor manga, you know. And was like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. And like, <laughs> and I think he got out of his system. And then it was like, oh, but I should make a comment about about sexual orientation or something because that's my theme right now. Yeah. And so he was like, hmm, I'm gonna have us. These people really like each other, but like they're just not sexually compatible, which relates to something that probably happened in Kirkman's life. <laughs> and then use this book to talk about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like, I find. The originality is when he really takes place when he comes back to Earth. Yeah. After, like, being away for some unknown amount of time. I, I like the relationship he has with his dad. He's kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's a little it's a little not great, because, like, he has to hide the fact that his dad took money from the mob. Yeah. Like, and then, like... His dad's kind of shitty, actually. A little bit. Like, in the at the beginning of this book. He actually forgot um, about all that. I was like, but when right. he comes back, when he comes back, it's really neat, because, like... The kid, the kid, like, Tech Jacket knew about the money. So he, like, goes to the store, finds this empty. He can't find his parents anywhere. So he goes hunting for the mob boss. And as soon as the mob boss sees this, like, armored superhero coming in, he's just like, yeah, no, dude, we didn't fuck with your parents at all. We went there. They disappeared. Um, when you find them, tell them we're all good. 
Yeah. Like, he's just like, he wants nothing to do with tech jacking. He's just like, oh, that kid has superpowers and shit? Nah, fuck it, we're good. Yeah. We'll, we'll take our losses. Like, how much does the dad owe me? Two grand? Yeah, we'll let that slide. Yeah, he's like, that's totally Don't fine. fuck up my operation. Pretty much. <laughs> like, as soon as a low-level superhero of any form shows up, yeah. like, he's like, nope. The smartest nope. mob boss nope. in any universe ever. Oh, for sure. He's just like, no, nah, I don't think I want to deal with any yeah. of that. He's like, I don't yeah. fuck with you. Who's the mob boss again? Because I forgot to... I don't remember if they name him. Yeah, because I know that, like... If you listen to the Capes one before this, it's kind of cool that like like Machine Head shows up, and, and that's kind of oh, cool. that is neat. Yeah, Machine yeah. Head and Titan show up. Yeah, in there. I did like that. I forgot to mention that too, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they're fighting probably around a time that actually this crossover is invincible. This is like the least connected. Yeah, um, is the tech shock. Actually, Volume One and Two are the least connected. Yeah. Of um, any of the mini shows that we're going to do. It's true. Tech Jacket seems to exist almost in its own completely yeah. separate thing. And this volume, this volume in particular, is so visually different yeah. from anything in the Invincible universe as well that we've seen um, that it stands out a bit more. Like, it's a predictable story. Yeah. Um, but there, there is a part, like, the last little bit, the books seven and eight, are just terrible. Yeah. I don't understand. They feel tacked on. Everything's pretty much wrapped up. But that's also when we have a new writer. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Sitterson takes over and starts writing issue seven. Um, and the art also changes a little bit in what I felt was a negative way. But, like, half of issue seven is a recap of what happened in the book before. And it's like, I think it was meant you only to have eight books. Yeah, I think it was meant to, like, <laughs> like bring people up to speed that, like, weren't going to try and look for the first couple issues of Tech Jacket that were like, oh, I'll just read the seventh one. Yeah, which you know? I'm like, who does that? Yeah, and it has like one more issue, and then I think it just flops. Yeah, and then it's done. Yeah, they just cancel it, they pull it. And it's like, no one wants, no one's reading Tech Jacket, unfortunately. Sorry, Kirk, when you got an origin story out of it, you're done. And it, it ends predictably as well. Yeah. It ends with him just, you know, being like our galaxy's yeah. galactic hero who deals with space stuff, who never shows up. And invincible in that capacity ever, even though they're in space a bunch. That's true. It's like he's supposed to be like our galactic like defender, but like invincible's <laughs> yeah. like I got. It. He doesn't know who Alan is, so how far did he go out? Yeah, exactly. He well, to be fair, this is after uh, this is after invincible meets Alan. Oh, that's true. Sorry, that that makes total sense. But yeah, he's like I don't know. He's got his jurisdiction, his beat. <laughs> yeah, like, invincible by this point has like well lapped him in this ability. And like, these guys aren't even that close in, in friends. They're not even like they don't even know each other that well. Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, he does. He does become important later. He does, um, yeah, he which is him. after the second volume, which um, I'm hope we can move on to unless let's you have do, anything. No, let's do that. Like, because pretty much, it's, like Tech Jacket is a soft place in my heart again because of the guy we reference. Yeah, guy, even the colors. But anyway. Uh, but also that, like, he becomes a, a more integral player in some of the major events of Invincible as the book goes on that we can't talk about right now. Yeah. But I like that. I think that's cool. And he has a soft spot in my heart because I also kind of just like... Yeah. Oh. And this volume in particular, I would definitely recommend yeah. people read. Oh, I'd read it. Yeah. Volume sure. 1, Volume 1, definitely go and check out. Oh, yeah. It's worth it, you know. Volume 2, which is written by Joe Keating and drawn by Carrie Randolph, you can just completely skip this. Yeah, I wouldn't read this. Like, yeah. not that what we're looking at in this book isn't a pretty picture, because some of it is looks pretty cool. Like, these are some well-drawn battle scenes with a lot of power armor shit going on, and, like, it... But also, it's a lot of neon, muddy bullshit. Yeah. To the point where, like, I had trouble even following what people were doing. And, like, I didn't feel a lot of depth or relevance to any of the story plot. It just feel, feels like Kirkman handed the book off to some people that wanted to write Power Rangers. Yeah. There's a yeah. there's a big aspect of this too, like because like 
the tech jacket gets swallowed up by this giant thing. I remember that, yeah. And then, like, he gets out, but he gets corrupted by it. And then, like, more Galadarians show up with more powerful tech jackets that all have the same colors and all happen to have, like, distinct looks. And I'm just like, it's Power Rangers. Power Rangers showed up, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a storyline from Power Rangers. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden the Rangers were like, oh man, let's like, let's make some fucking Power Rangers. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden the little nuances about Tech Jack that I enjoyed went away. And like him as a character too, he kind of just turns into this like a wannabe Deadpool thing. There was thing, yeah, there was definitely, I really felt like Joe Keaton just didn't understand the character. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I, that's yeah. honestly. That's something Kirkman too was like, um, by volume two coming out, like that was years later. So it's like he's like yeah. well into writing like, like fucking Walking Dead and Invincible and like, uh, yeah, the Outcast and like some of the fucking books he was doing. Thief of yeah. Thieves. He probably was like, I don't. This is way. Care. Th- yeah, this is like years after. This is when he's already established. Yeah, and so he's basically running. Image. This is when he's yeah. This is when he's like CFO at Image and yeah. stuff. Like probably not too many years off from when he started Skybound's imprint. Which yeah, is like Kirk, Robert Kirkman's like his own fucking. Yeah, like, if if Skybound was a thing when this was there, it definitely would have been put under Skybound. Yep. It wasn't. Yeah, there's um, this there's this little like digital three arc like, issue arc of Tech Jacket, which is like I guess it's kind of in between volume. Yeah, that little thing's actually kind of cool because it incorporates some. I skipped that. You yeah, skipped it really? Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't it incorporates some of the stuff from the first volume and then sort of touches on things. I guess that would be informative for the second one, but it's yeah. just a little three like it was a Digicomics with short. Yeah, I read this. I read the second volume. And then I saw that that short one was written by the same guy. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, cool, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's not, like, much better, but it incorporates some of the story elements okay. from the first one. I'll have to go check it out. But, yeah, yeah um, I don't have much like, to say. I fucking hate this shit. I don't have much to say about the second one. Um, the second characters felt a- different. Uh, the art was not as good. Um, the story wasn't as good. Like, Yeah. And, like, there was one thing that really bugged me, and that was... Um, that was his girlfriend, Lynn, and her new partner, Z, mm-hmm. and, like, the relationship that they have and that they've laid out and stuff. To me, like, everybody was, like, mad at Tech Jacket because, like, their junk doesn't match. Like, him and his girlfriend's junk doesn't match, so they can't, like, be physical. Yeah. So they're open. They have an open relationship, which is cool, whatever. But, like, the way he described it and then the way she reacted when her girlfriend walked in the room were two very different things. Mm-hmm. Like... To me, it sounded like the relationship was supposed to be physical, where there's very much, like, a relationship happening there. Yeah. And then people got mad at him for being upset about it, and I'm like, you know, when she walked in the room, she ran over and jumped into her, her arms and made out with her in front of him. Yeah. And didn't do that when he walked in the room. You know, like, it's a little one-sided, and I feel like it's okay for him to be upset about it. Yeah. I don't like that everybody... Well, they do have a very like, long distance relationship, man. too, you know? It's like, they don't, yeah. they don't have the same planet, bro. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. But, but yeah. that was, that was like, the one... My one takeaway, like, this, the whole book, to me, just yeah. didn't feel good. What's the logistics like, behind them being together again? Like, he just actually loves his, his girlfriend? He actually loves her, yeah. Oh. He actually fell for her. This is the jaded single man. In I mean, the it's first, just like, yeah. dump her. Just fucking <laughs> just move on. Yeah, in the first volume, he ends up falling for it. Because there's a... The thing that happens in Invincible that I can't even really talk about that is like you get to see his side of things a little bit but you know oh well I mean that's Tech Jacket for you that's Tech Jacket it's it's pretty basic bones again there's not a lot under the the hood here it's pretty much what you see is what you get you know, we see we see a bit more of Tech Jacket. He pops in and out of other stuff. Yeah, again, this helps explain why Tech Jacket is even a, a player in yeah. Invincible and why he shows up in some of the major events and that, why he has relevance there. You know. Yeah, so, exactly. 
and he like gets powered up later on. He, he gets a major power up in Invincible, that's for sure. Yeah. But, well, he gets powered up a little bit more in this in the second volume too. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's definitely more of a power player in Invincible, and he pops in and out of other Kirk books too later on. He seems but like he's in a different. Power this volume's pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, volume two is like wholeheartedly. Even though I like this character, skip it. Yeah. Skip skip volume two. Read volume one. Yeah. Um, and just record your Invincible. After. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just follow him in Invincible. Yeah, um, that that's about all I have for for Tech Jacket. That's all uh, the Galdarian opinion I got. No, that's it. That's the whole jacket. I'm the uh, I've been the White Ranger Andrew. I am Green Ranger with his kick-ass flute, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.